The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday morning. And we are glad you're with us and joining us today and giving me the opportunity uh, to be part of your day and to teach the Word of God to you today. And we hope it's a help today. Psalm 145, as we continue through the last few chapters of the book of Psalms, 145. Again, if you were to look right underneath, if your uh, Bible similar to mine, right underneath the chapter, Psalm 145, there's a, a breakdown, or at least a description, of a little bit of what we know. It says that David's Psalm of Praise. So we know that David wrote this psalm, and it simply was just a psalm of praise. Uh, years ago, I remember going to a, I think I've mentioned this before, but going to an uh, outreach, evangelistic outreach or an evangelistic services at a church I was attending at college, and they had a guest speaker, and we've had him here, Steve Pettit, did a great job. Um, but right be- before each one of the nights we would go, Tuesday through Friday, he did, um, he did this early session. You'd show up, I want to say it's an hour or 30 minutes early if you could, and then you'd show up and he would do a session on how to pray 30 minutes a day. And basically what he did is he took the word pray and broke it into an acrostic, praise, repent, ask, and yield, and then he explained what that meant. But he did something, it was really on the first night of this, he did this on, on um, did this from the ideas of praise. It's sometimes we say, one of the battles we run into in praising is what do we say? You know, we can just keep down saying thank you, thank you, thank you over and over, but if we really want to take some time in praise, what do we do? You know, a lot of us, um, it's not something that, it's just not a natural thing in the human mind to do. So what he told us to do is he told us to go find a section, generally in the book of Psalms. He goes, find a chapter in the book of Psalms where all you have is praise and just read it to God in your prayer. But as you're reading it, you know, maybe even change the verbiage to you. So I'm gonna read a few verses and what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to, as I read the first few verses we're going to look at today, I'm going to rephrase it. I'm going to change the verbiage to me or to us. I'm going to change the pronouns, per se, to give it a more personal nature, give you an idea of what we're looking at. Then we'll come back after I've read the few verses, and then we're going to unpack it to see what the praise consists of. But um, again, in, verse, in, one, in chapter 145, verse 1, I will extol thee, my God, O King, I will bless thee. Honestly, this is very personal, so it's easy. We don't have to make a lot of changes. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I, Rodney, bless thee. I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One, my generation shall praise the works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of the wondrous works. And men, today's men, shall speak of might and thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness they, the world, shall utter, shall abundantly utter the memory of the great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. So this one was simplistic because it's always I. But it, the idea simply comes down as we can make these. And so what he suggested in that, which I thought was fitting, and it's even fitting to hear, was that we could go through and read those verses simply in praise. Lord, I will extol thee. Every day I will bless thee. Great Lord, great are you, Lord. You can say that. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. And your greatness is unsearchable. You can make it personal in aspect. One thing I like about that is it does take the Bible and make it very personal. Uh, but it helps us in putting together something. Now, we're not, in, we're not fans of pre-writ prayers or things of that nature in our, in our views. But what I like about this is not, this is the word of God. It's alive. And so we can use these. But 
What we can also do, if we decide just to say, I want to praise, what is it that David added? David was, a, was phenomenal in this area. So what was it in these verses? What did he put? What does it break down topically, if you want to use that term, that David used in his praise? So from 145 verse 1, he said, I will extol thee, my God, King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. So I'm going to lift you up, my King. He said, I'm going to bless your name. Uh, we talked a lot about the name of God, the name of Jesus, and how much it means to us. And it's, it, his name establishes. You think about people you know, and they're known by their name, and their name results in their actions. And so when you think of Jehovah God, you think of the deliverer of Israel out of Egypt. You think of all the, the creator of the universe. You think of uh, the God who placed his son upon the throne, Jesus, who died upon the cross and forgave our sins. And so you can, you can, there's so much tied to that name. So I will praise the name. And by the way, it is through the name of Jesus that we come to God in prayer. We don't come randomly by ourselves. It's the name of Jesus we come to. So there's something important about the name. Then he goes on to verse two. Every day will I bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Now, he says every day, but then ever and ever. It's the continual nature of praise. Now, this is important because, it's, frankly, I think it's a simple point. We all find it easy to praise God when everything's going great. Actually, I need to go back on that. When things are rough and they become great, then we praise God. But I think in a lot of occasions, when things are going well, we forget to praise God. When everything's going great and there's just not a whole lot of things that are concerning us and not a lot of anxiety and everything seems smooth, we seem to forget to stop and take time to thank God for that period and that season of peace. When God has answered specific prayers and we're overwhelmed, we man immediately thank you, thank you, God. But a month later, sometimes we've forgotten to thank God for that answered prayer, that miracle. We, we should be praising God. I think, think about this. If I went every day and just thanked God for his work over the last six months, over the last year, and by the way, I know we look over the last year and we see the pandemic and we see financial crisis. We see all the different things going on and we say, is there really anything to praise God for? Yes, absolutely there is. And that's the key. If you go back and you just take a minute and thank God for the things he's done, one, you'll realize how much he has been engaged in your life. And, but it really will help you to move forward into today and forward into tomorrow because you're reminded that he has been there. So there's an important aspect of praising God consistently because the more I praise God, the more I'm reminding myself of all of his works, I'll be able to see him doing more even in the present, which sometimes we can naturally not see. And so it's important to look back on what he has done. Verse 3, he continues, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. So he takes a minute and describes just the greatness of God. And there's a lot of words we can use, but I think this is so simplistic. Great is the Lord. He's greatly to be praised. Uh, his greatness is unsearchable. It just talks about the greatness. There's a lot of words and great seems to be the most, I don't want to say generic, but the most gen open to everything. He's great. Why? And then we could spend all kinds of time talking about all the things he is and what he's done that makes him great. But we don't have to look at what he's done to make him great. He's great because of who he is. He is God. And his greatness is unsearchable. Even if we strive to figure out what makes him great, it's just the fact that he's God. Uh, verse number four, one generation should praise thy works to another. And so declare thy mighty acts. I think it's important for us to understand that, that our generation should be proclaiming the greatness of God to the next generation. Now, I hope we understand it's, the, it's that generation, just like it was ours, like it was our responsibility to grab the teachings from our parents and our grandparents and our church that we grew up in. We, it, really, let me rephrase that. The generation that handed us the Word of God and handed us the truth of the Word of God, it's our responsibility to grab the Word of God and, and embrace the truths of it and move forward. 
But just like when we share that truth with the next generation, it's their responsibility to grab those truths and make them their own. And they're going to have to wrestle with that and make that decision themselves. But the key is I can't force my belief on them. I can't force them to follow it. I can't force them to make it their own. But I can extol the greatness of God to that generation. And in doing that, they can see, listen, I'm still learning about this, but I can see this is real to my parents. I can see this is real to this generation. That's why when we come to church, I hope that in worship and things that we're not afraid to be, smile a little bit, have emotion, to be, to enjoy the worship because the next generation's watching us to see if what we're doing is meaningful to us. Are we nitpicking over the small things that don't matter or are we embracing God in the midst of worship? That's what the next generation is looking at. So we should extol them and praise God to them. Verse five, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of the wondrous works. He talks more about what he will say to the next generation. Verse six, and men, Men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy greatness. All these things are being sing. You'll hear all the things God has done, and we shall be able to brag on him. Then he goes to verse 8. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. He gives a list of descriptions of things that is true about God in verse number 8. One, he's gracious. Um, he's full of compassion. He, he's looking for a way to give compassion. He's not just, okay, I'll let you get away with it this time. He's striving to offer compassion. He wants to, wants to offer compassion. He is slow to anger, so opposite of the average human. He's slow to anger and of great mercy. Verse 9, the Lord is good to all, not just to those who love him, not just those who follow him. God is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. We, we just see that's, this is what we're describing here is the character of God. And sometimes we're not going to understand why he's doing what he's doing, and the world generally doesn't. But we see his character, and we praise his character. We praise his attributes. We praise this is who God is. God is not good because he does good things. God does good things because he is good. And if I look at God, he is just good because of him, then what he does is good, which allows me to stop and say, okay, let me stop trying to get God to fit into what I want him to do. Let me stop and see what is God doing and then get behind that. And that's why I need to work. Lord, just what are you doing in my life? What are you trying to teach me? How are you directing? And let me get behind that and find out what you are doing in my life. And then we can see God work. Kind of as one preacher says, get out of the way and, let, and watch what God's doing and then follow him. It sounds easy to do, but it does take a daily thing and praise is part of it. Remembering the greatness of God and all he has done at this point in your life. It'll give you that level of encouragement if you might face a day where you feel like everything's falling apart. And if that's the day you're facing today, I encourage you, uh, trust in God. He's not forgotten about you. And uh, he, he, he's there. Even though the day may not be easy, he's there. And I hope that that will be an encouragement today. Thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. We would invite you tonight. Uh, we have adult Bible study in the auditorium at 7 o'clock as we continue our study in the parables of Jesus. Uh, we have Youth Group and Kids Club. Youth Group will start in the gymnasium, Kids Club in the Kids Wing. And uh, we'd love to invite you, even if you've never been to our church, uh, we'd love to invite you to join us tonight for those three things. If you can't make it and you want to watch, uh, we are streaming the Bible study portion of the service tonight at 7 o'clock. We thank you again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.